Welcome to the Roni Recap Podcast, giving you a weekly rundown of the Real Housewives of New York. My name is Jennifer, and with me is my lovely sister, Christine. Hi. And tonight, we are here to talk about Season 11, Episode 2. Things are going Southampton. And Episode 3. It's a clap shame. Thank you very much. So... Just in time for um, episode four, which is going to premiere in just a few days. Yeah. How you been? We're a little behind. We're, we're trying. And I've got <laughs> my son on my lap. Um, you have a baby. I had a baby. So. I had a friend over a little bit earlier tonight, and we had a little bit of wine. So if I sound a little crazy, that's why. Oh. Are you ready yeah, to talk about, about things that happened? The show work. Cameras capture the lives of some busy, influential, rich, and ambitious Manhattanites. I didn't write that bit. That's what it says on the television descriptor. Oh. Um, I've been watching uh, a lot. I realize that we never, like, give recommendations of other stuff that we enjoy, but we do enjoy things that aren't just Real Housewives and Vanderpump Rules. We do. Um, We we have. We, We recommended Dirty John, do you remember? Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, I exist outside of the Bravo universe. As do you. Sometimes. You know, I watch a lot of TLC. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of HBO. But I've been doing a... I found on Hulu that Dawson's Creek is there, so I've been watching a lot of Dawson's Creek. Uh-huh. And it's like revisiting old friends, because I watched it when I was very young. But it's, it's funny to, uh, like, switch gears between watching something that's, like, very old and serialized, and then going to Housewives. Crazy jump. I don't know what, what exactly I was. Uh, don't know where you were going. Oh, the descriptions. The descriptions of the up? episodes were cracking me up because I was remembering stuff from long ago. Anyway, how are you doing, Jen? I'm doing well. Um, I recently, actually, this morning, I watched a new show or new to me, a show that was new to mm-hmm. me on the OWN network. You know, Oprah's television show. Yes, of course. Network. Um, and I believe the show is called Family or Fiance. Oh, I've never heard of that. I thought I could get behind this. And it's, the premise is, it's this couple who is engaged, they want to get married, but on both sides, like, someone in their family is against it, and so they meet with a relationship expert, and they're in this, like, house, like a retreat, and then both sides have family members or friends that are having concerns come to meet with them for a sit-down, and they try to convince them, like, why they should or should not get married. And they confront oh. their demons. Is it good? Like, is it Well, I only watched two of television. I enjoyed it. Okay. Good recommendation. I'd never heard of that before. <laughs> All right. So, um, where we last, let's, should we jump right in? Ready? Yeah, I think All so. Because right. we've got two episodes to talk about. So, let's, uh, let's, let's get to it. Right. And just be warned fair listeners that it's almost 11 p.m. at this juncture so we're going to try to keep it light and tight because i think we've both been boozing and we are behind sketch that is true all right so the way i'm seeing it hopefully friends you have we're not spoiling anything because we're behind the times so we're just sort of going to run through these two episodes like it's one long episode uh, that's at least what i think our strategy should be right now because not a lot of stuff happened. Like, they went to the Hamptons, they went to the Clambake, they went to a few other parties, the end. You know? 
Like, it's pretty wonderful. But there's a lot to talk about. Don't get me wrong. Oh, before we get into it, because I don't want to forget, we got a lovely piece of fan mail this mm. week. I'm so excited. Yes, we heard from um, one of our longtime listeners. Love getting the fan mail. Yes. We both texted each other being because we were just so psyched. So if you're listening, just know that every message we get, we get very excited for and you can really make our day by sending us, uh, sending us a note, sending us some love. Okay. No hate mail, though. I don't, want, I don't want that kind of negativity. So, yeah, shout out to Margo from the UK. Thank you for the message to our Facebook page. If you are listening out there and you're not a member of the Roni Recap Facebook page, I can't say that there's a lot going on on that page, but it is a great way to be part of the conversation. So thank you so much. And uh, coincidence, she has a baby named Teddy. That's the name of my cat. <laughs> Are you still talking uh, to you? <laughs> you guys both have Teddies. Oh, Teddy. right. Um. So, the last time we saw the ladies, way back at the end of episode one, we had uh-huh. Sonia and Tinsley pulling up to Ramona's in the Bentley. We see... Tinsley bring a housewarming gift to Ramona. Do you remember what it was? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she brought like a metric ton of caviar. A nice big ton of caviar. Every time I see something like that, it makes me think of Big when he tries the beluga. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a mystery last week. We didn't get taglines. It just went straight into the episode. This week we got taglines. Um, And our our girl Barbara, no taglines for her, no apples for her. Yeah, she's not a housewife. I guess she's just a friend so of. She might as well just be Anne. At least for now. She might as well be Anne, Lou's mm-hmm. other friend. <laughs> um, Who cares? Question for you. Yes. Um, do you expect that when you go to someone's house and you bring, first of all, I'm assuming that because we were raised by the same mother, that if you were going to stay with someone for the weekend in the Hamptons, you'd probably bring a hostess gift. Am I right? Um, I'd like to say that I do. I have stayed with friends at beach houses where I don't know if I brought a gift with me, but I feel like I always try to at least do something nice during the stay, like I'm going to buy dinner one night, or I don't know if I always bring a hostess gift. Do you? I mean, I can't say 100% of the time, but I think I, tr- I think it's a classy move. So I know it's the right thing further. to do. If you bring a gift, do you bring something that you will also enjoy? Yeah, like, probably. Like booze? <laughs> and then yeah, if like you bring it, do you expect that the person to, like, do you think that it was right for Tinsley to be like, well, I hope you're going to open it, like, right now and not save it for some other girlfriends? Um, yeah, especially if it's, I think if it's like an expensive thing like that, yeah, sure. If I brought somebody like candy, like some nice chocolates or something, I don't know if I would expect them to open them up and give them to me. Or like, I feel like a lot of the time if I give somebody a gift, maybe it's an occasion, like uh, a birthday or something like that. But if I'm just going over a girlfriend's house and I pick up a treat, gonna have I, mean, I expect that we're gonna have it together there i feel like it's a tricky thing because it's a very it's like expensive like a gift like a special occasion like if i came over for your graduation or whatever and i brought you like a bottle of really expensive champagne like dom perignon or something i might be like save this for a special occasion yeah 
I don't know. Depends on what it is. All right. Now I'm going to introduce a new segment called What Would Mommy Say? Because I had the pleasure of watching these episodes <laughs> with our mother. And I'd like to share with you what mom said. Oh, my so, goodness. So you got I the said, mom, mom, what do you think? If you went to the party, would you expect that they should open it? And mom said, well, if you brought it to the party, I guess you should share. All right. Okay. All right. So Dorinda says um, that she wants to do more lighthearted stuff. So this yeah. obviously means that they're going to dress up as mermaids. And yeah, if, I, uh... <laughs> if you don't photograph something and have a photo shoot, did it really happen? No, of course not. Okay. Um, so what do you I... think of that? <laughs> I mean, I A for effort. I get what Dorinda's saying. Um, part of me feels like this is, you know, a little ploy of, like, let's get some good footage for the show. Like, does anybody really want their picture taken with... Like, I don't know if you would be doing this if there weren't cameras there. I think I would but, have done um, whatever. One of them pulled it, like, all the way above their chest. I think I would wear it like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, as far as would I want to participate in this, I think I would feel a little weird, but, like, go crazy, lady. Are you kidding? You were obsessed with Ariel as a child. I know, but I don't know if I want my body as it is now (laughs) in photographs in, like, a Party City shell bra. That doesn't, I feel like I would feel exposed. I'm having flashbacks to being in college and having to go to, like, the quintessential toga parties and being like, Uh I don't know if I want to show that much skin. <laughs> Am I really gonna be like, naked under this? <laughs> but the thing is, if I had a girlfriend who was like, I got these mermaid fishtails, just you and I being able to put them on. <laughs> I mean, that would be weird. Um, but like, there's the <laughs> there's a difference between putting it on because you're like playing dress up and putting it on going photo shoot. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I'd want those photos of me on the internet. <laughs> um, were you just waiting for Ramona to fall down the stairs? <laughs> yes. I was waiting. I I didn't know if, if God would be as kind as to give us Ramona planting um, <laughs> off those stairs. I say that it's probably not a good idea if you can't swim to jump into the water with that mermaid tail on. Because no, that's probably I've a bad idea. I've actually, in all seriousness, heard that those people, people have drowned because they've tried to be mermaids and... When they get wet, they're really heavy. It's horrifying. Um, <laughs> I don't to think about that. That, that um, sounds terrible. All right. I have watched... Have you ever watched videos of professional mermaids, though? Yeah. It's pretty cool. There are places I wish I could do that. divers... Um, I don't know where they do it, but... There are places... Oh, there's my son. Oh, hi, Johan. Do you know much about the rules of AA? So... They were having this to be. And okay. I'm not. Um, I'm not an alcoholic, but I've been to AA meetings with a friend of mine who used to go. Because sometimes they have like open meetings where anybody can go. You don't have to be an alcoholic. And I've I've been to those before. Well, moving, so not to be extra heavy, but like moving from the blondes to the brunettes over at the brunettes' house, um, we have Barbara and Luann and Bethany, and they're talking about. When you're in recovery, how long you're supposed to wait before you jump into a relationship? And I think I recall mm-hmm. watching like Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew Pinsky. I'm totally a fan of Dr. Drew. And I feel like 
Uh-huh. It's his advice that when you're an addict, you're not supposed to date for like a year. And Luann seems to be bending the rule I... that you're not supposed to date what? Someone else that's in an AA for less than a year? People from AA? I don't know. Yeah, but like if you're in recovery, I mean, I don't know. All of a sudden, they start you... talking about how long has it been since Barbara's had sex. And I'm like, really, Barbara? Like, are you trying to be edgy? Come on. You're just starting out on the show. Is that really what you want to talk about? Have I some, guess she does. She wants people to know that she... Dignity. She wants people to know that she does. She has sex with people. In case there was any doubt. <laughs> um, so once again, they're going to have a dinner at Topping Rose. I think this is the place where they had brunch last season where like um no one wanted to Ramona didn't want to sit near Sonia or whoever it was because remember they were feuding with that long text message yes um so some of them are going there um and they decide that they're going to call Sonia to see if she's coming to dinner right right um, and then which Sonia, felt a little bit awkward. Yeah, there was a little, a little confusion. Weird so she's like, yeah, one bring my dog. I'm gonna bring my dog. <laughs> and they're like, no, Sonia, no. Uh, there were a lot of eye rolls going around, and we had a lot of Ramona throwing digs in the interviews. Like Bethany, let's face it, Bethany doesn't get close to anyone. And then, she doesn't have any friends. So then we go, nothing really much happened except that Sonia was trying to be the mediator in between. She's trying to get everybody to come to dinner. Obviously, they're going to have dueling dinners. Um, they go to dinner. They're talking about Luann's recovery. And Barbara, I guess, says to Sonia, like, can you just bring Tinsley to my clam bake tomorrow? Because I don't think that Dorinda should come unless they're going to have a discussion beforehand. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, which in hindsight, I mean, like I get where she's coming from and I get that Dorinda and, or Lou doesn't want to be there, but if you are invited to a, a party and there's going to be somebody there that's uncomfortable and that person's already been invited, I don't really think that it's fair to have the host uninvite that person. If you're uncomfortable somewhere, then you shouldn't go. My policy has always been that if I am hosting something and my guests are having drama with among themselves, that I'm just going to be the peacemaker. I guess Barbara's trying to be the peacemaker in a way, but I'm just going to invite everybody and let the chips fall as they may. If people can't let bygones be bygones, it's their own problem. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to uninvite someone like you're saying. I think Barbara revealed that, Things are pretty crazy when they convinced Lou to go to rehab. She said that at one point she got to be Luann's power of attorney. Like, that's pretty serious. Um, And that Bethany was fielding all the calls to Luann, and Luann was on this, like, manic thing where she was trying to buy a $6 million house, and she was trying to get money from Dennis. Like, that sounds really crazy. So I think Barbara still feels... Did we talk about that last week, too? Well, they didn't. They didn't reveal that much. Now they're they're pulling it back a little bit more, and they're saying that it was like Luann and Anne and Barbara and and um, Bethany, and that basically they were like, if if we can't get Luann to decide to go into rehab willingly, we're going to force her to go because things were very out of control. 
the way that I understood it was that Lou got like fixated on this house that she wanted and she was looking to get a bank loan. She got denied because $6 million is a crazy amount of money to get a bank loan for. And then she was just calling all of her rich friends trying to see if somebody would lend her the $6 million to buy this house upstate. That sounds nuts. Like this must've been a that crazy, crazy house. <laughs> I know, but like, even if it was the, the your dream house, if you can't afford it, it's my dream house. So if I, I called my friends dollars. and asked for, I can't <laughs> imagine calling my friends and asking for six thousand dollars. <laughs> like, um, six million dollars. I looked, I didn't know where this place was that they were talking about upstate. Because when you say upstate, like that could mean Niagara Falls or that could mean like White Plains. Sure. Like it could be 14 hours away, it could be an hour away. Um, because New York is a big, big state outside of right. like the city. Um, so I forget. Did where you find I, the house? Well, no, but I, well, first of all, when they're talking about where Luann ended up buying a house upstate, quote unquote, um, I don't know that that's the same house. I think she just now has bought a place upstate recently. I don't think that's necessarily the same one. Maybe in the same neighborhood. No. But it's like off of the Hudson River and it's north. It's actually not that far from where I live, but it's like it's like north of Poughkeepsie. It's in it's Is it like Nyack area? Like north of Kingston. It's not as north as the Berkshires, but the Berkshires are in Massachusetts. Right. This is upstate. Um Upstate New York, like, parallel to Connecticut, it probably would be, like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know that it's further north than Hartford, but it's... Probably, like, Palisades area. Um, I had a friend that lived over in that area. But anyway, it's not that far from the city, and that area is still on a train line. Like, you can take the the train from New York City. Yeah. Be like her weekend getaway. So, um, anyway, I feel like we got really sidetracked. But just to, I want to bring back to the timeline a little bit. Because these ladies keep yeah. talking about, like, the last time that they talked. So, December 2017 was the first time Luann got arrested and went to rehab. Then, in February, they went to Cartagena. In March, uh-huh. um, they attended... Luann's cabaret show, which ended up being um, the season finale for season 10. Then they filmed the reunion on July 17th, and right before that, Luann went into rehab for the second time. Now, oh, and I skipped over the fact that apparently in April, before the reunion, but after the season had wrapped, um, Dennis proposed to Bethany, and I don't know that they were engaged, but they... He proposed, and she was kind of like, we're putting this on ice. If we're going to get married, we have to talk about how it's going to be. So it was that serious. Um, And then, um, let's see. Also, uh, it sounds like right before Luann went into rehab, she also got dumped. Her kids were suing her. And then um, August 10th, Dennis passes away. And now... Um, it sounds like it's the end of August, beginning of September, because when Ramona showed up with the um, gift for Barbara at the clam bake in the next episode, she's like, oh, is this for Rosh Hashanah? And Rosh Hashanah is like beginning of September. So okay. I just wanted to recap the timeline. Um, They're also all still wearing white, so we know it's Labor Day or before. 
All right, I want to get to this clues, clamping, Jennifer, so let's just clues. get through um, okay. the next couple of throwaway scenes. We had a tennis lesson, which kind of reminded me of beginning season Roni, where we had Jill and Luann and Ramona playing tennis. Um, um, surprise, Tinsley is very good at tennis. Mm. And it was pretty amazing. Well, didn't she play for Columbia? I also want to throw out there. She, she did. did. Or was um, that just like a scandal to get her into very college? <laughs> it might have been. No, but she was really good. Yeah. And Ramona, I mean, Ramona's not getting a great edit so far this season, I don't think. Yeah, um, say, yeah I, I'll say. I'd say that. They took, not only did they have the tennis scene, but she had another scene where she ran into a table full of gay men and she was trying to hit on them and they all turned out to be gay. Her gaydar is non-existent, A, but... The more important lesson is that if you are gay in the Hamptons or in the Upper East Side, Ramona is going to find you and try to hit on you. So just just hang out there because she is, is like batting a thousand. Ramona, the sexual predator. Um, <laughs> we need to take a moment and talk about Barbara's outfit when they went to Bethany's investment property. Oh, my God. Flash of 2003. I was thinking a lot about this outfit. Um, first of all, did you like her yellow purse with the spikes on it or whatever they were? Uh, my style, but I respect I respect the choice. Okay, so she's got a yellow purse and a yellow belt. Um, the belt by itself, don't really think there's anything wrong with the belt. Um, I, although it ages me or dates me, I do appreciate a um, bell-bottom boot-cut jean. Okay. Sure. Um, but the green polo is where everything really goes wrong. It felt very, um, it felt very me high school. It felt very 2003. Yeah. Uh, and like that, that time when we were all loving California, California aesthetic, it was like the OC. We had Real Housewives of Orange County. We had Laguna Beach. It was all that that time where it was like this casual California babe type thing with like the fake tan and straightened hair and wearing the polos. Like it felt very of that era. The juicy sweatshirt, sweatsuit. And a Tiffany yeah, Hart necklace. Yeah, yeah Tiffany, Tiffany Hart necklace. necklace. You got it. Um, uh, maybe a Pukashina leftover. Now, <laughs> this is going to sound really mean, but do you think that women get to a certain age and they think that if I dress the way I dressed 15 years ago, I will look like I'm 15 years younger. Like, um, do you think they get caught in a loop of like, this is what I used to look like. This is what I used to dress like. So I'm not going to, because I know sometimes people yes. get like that with not updating their haircut. And like, sometimes it makes you look older because you're wearing, you're rocking your haircut from like a decade ago and you're not updating your look. Yeah, sure. So now it's time okay. to play What Did Mom Have to Say About the Outfit? <laughs> uh uh-uh. So Mom's, Mom was throwing mom some shade. Let me just say, I asked her permission. She said it was okay. Um, okay. She was throwing some shade. She said, quite frankly, it exaggerates her non-waist. <laughs> Uh-oh. Mom, harsh. Um, yeah, yeah no, it, it was definitely like I think what you were saying about the 
um, like women wearing clothes that were cool when they were young. And it's hard because if you're not wearing high fashion stuff, like do you you don't want you don't want to dress in the current trend, right? Like you don't want to dress in what teenagers are wearing when you're in your forties. But you also shouldn't be wearing what teenagers were wearing when you were a teenager either. Right. Like, I think you definitely have to. But I can understand that, like, the things that I think look best on me might be from when I looked my best, a.k.a. when I was a teenager. Question. How old do you think Barbara is? Um, how old is she really? Do you, you know? know? No, I couldn't find it on the Internet, but I know she has a college-age son, Zachary. I mean, I'm going to guess she's yeah. man's age. I'm going to guess she's, like, early 50s. Yeah. But that would mean that she was, like, a teenager in the 80s, right? Yeah. That look was not great. And I feel I feel like she can do better. All right. Moving on. I'd like to give Barbara a makeover. Um, moving on. So we have, obviously, this big phone call between... Barbara and Dorinda, Barbara calls Dorinda, or Dorinda calls Barbara? I don't know. doesn't really matter. They talk about the fact that Barbara mm-hmm. would like for Dorinda to extend it at Olive Branch to Luann so that when they all come to the clam bake the next day, it's not awkward. And it goes horribly, horribly wrong because yeah. Dorinda gets defensive and says, sorry, sweetie, not happening, right? Um, right. So... Do we need to recap on how we got to this place? Because I had to explain it to mom, obviously, when you're watching it with someone who doesn't watch the show. Um, so I've had the chance to yeah, think about briefly, it. I'll do the 30 yeah, minutes. Really so from what I remember, um, Dorinda got offended by Luann because she felt like Luann was calling her out on her drunken ways and like Luann was on her high horse because she was recently sober. When Luann was in Columbia and she said, Dorinda, you're turning. Dorinda flew off the handle and said, well, at least I don't have a fucking mud shot. And she like broke the glass and stuff. Then they made up. And then um, things went like took a step forward and then took a step back because then it was time for Luann's cabaret and Luann was getting all the attention. And Dorinda felt that she was snubbed because she had helped Luann pick out all the Giovanni dresses, and then lo and behold, John Modestian wasn't invited to the cabaret. So then right. Dorinda got I drunk. I think we, we talked, talked about this a little, little bit last week. Yeah. Right. So then she was heckling her. Then they went to the after party, and the way Dorinda's spinning uh. it is that she was like, God bless, I love you, let's just forget about it. But apparently Luann has been, like, calling, taking shots at Dorinda in the press saying, you know, Dorinda's got to take care of her own drinking problem, blah, blah, blah. And now Dorinda keeps mm-hmm. saying she hasn't talked to her since March. And we're talking six months later. Right. And they're still, like, not talking and now, like, avoiding going to certain places because they're going to see each other. Um, right. So I can see why Dorinda, it's, all, it's one of those fights where it's kind of like, a different version of what Bethany and Carol were dealing with last season of like, they're not really fighting. Right. Or there's not like one incident that happened. I also want to mention um, that Ramona is continuing to get bad edits where, or, or it's just showing her true colors probably, but 
she made a couple of snarky remarks because she didn't seem to understand that the dinner was about Luann and her covering her thanking people. And Ramona's still going back to this, like, well, was it really rehab or was it vacation? And can he really get sober after however many days that Luann was in there? Like, casting a lot of doubt and anger and judgment. And even in next episode, I think, she, like, um, or she might have done it in this episode. She's, like, you know, talking about how addicts should go through their recovery. You know what I mean? Like, first she did. Yeah, like, she was still drinking, but, like, nitpicking what Luann was going through, which, like, I get. Ramona is saying that Luann has deep emotional problems that she's not dealing with. Yeah. Well, actually, like, she's, she's just... trying to recover. So let's talk about how Dorinda decides later to text Luann in a condescending way, in my opinion, by sending her a quote, mm-hmm. a Tyler Perry quote. Um, I didn't write down the quote verbatim, but the takeaway is it's a Tyler Perry quote. <laughs> yeah. So if you got that text message... How would you, let's see, how would you respond? Would you respond, A, question mark, question mark, question mark, B, (laughs) very deep, C, that was deep, dot, 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 or D, no response? Um, I feel like I didn't respond. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I, I don't know what. I feel the sentiment behind it of, like, maybe somebody else's words will be more possible. But the fact that, like, I know that it was probably, like, Google's forgiveness quote picks the one that seemed to be the most relevant, and it happened to be a Tyler Perry quote. I, um, but I, I don't know. I have to say, I, I was that. a little bored, like, when they were in the store shopping for the clam bake. So I started Googling stuff about Tyler Perry, and uh, I just wanted to see, like, how much you know about Tyler Perry. So do you ha- want to take a gander at uh, yeah, sure. his age? Um, he's been in the for a while. He looks good. Um, I'm going to say 43. Older. Oh, like, like a, a lot? lot? No, a little bit older. Um, 49. Very good. How tall do you think Tyler Perry is? Oh, he, he seems like a tall guy. I'm going to say um, six, six foot two. two. He's a little taller, but not as tall as my husband. Oh, six four. I don't even know if these facts are true. I just took them from, like, Wikipedia. He's six five. And finally, um, do you know, you want wow. to take a gander at what his net worth is? Again, don't know if this is accurate. Just got it from the internet. Um, he's been very successful. I'm going to say, I'm going to say $30 million. Um, much more than that, according to this website. Don't know if it's accurate. This website said he has a net worth of $600 million. Oh, my God. Probably because he's made so many Medea movies. This is yeah, the part where like you say, this is the part where you say, wow, how many Medea movies did he make? Um, how many Medea movies has he made? I don't know, but um, if you'll forgive me for going off on a tangent, I decided to make a little game for you. 
Okay. All right. So, again, I was a little bored by the end of this episode, so I started to go down this rabbit hole of how many Medea movies are there and what are their titles. So it started to think, make me think of um, a little character that may have been a bit before your time, but his name was Ernest. Yeah, like Ernest Goes to Camp. The Ernest movies? Okay, so we're going to play a little game called Ernest or Medea, and I'm going to give you a title, and you're going to tell me if it was an Ernest movie or if it's a Medea movie. So, okay, Okay, all right. All right, so like you just said, Goes to Jail. So that was like a trick question yeah. because did you know that there is a 2009 movie called Medea Goes to Jail, but there's also a movie called Ernest Goes to Jail. <laughs> I think I said camp, but I was thinking jail. Yeah. Oh, so. shit. Very <laughs> good. Okay. Um, all right. So, for example, goes to school. Is it Medea Goes to School or Ernest Goes to School? Um, I think that. That's right. <laughs> Okay. Um, Witness protection. Witness protection. Ernest, witness protection. Medea, witness protection. Medea, that's right. (laughs) Um, On the run. Ernest on the run or Medea on the run? Oh, man. Uh, I don't remember a movie called Medea on the run, like seeing any posters. I'm going to say Ernest. Okay. um, In the army. I don't, I don't think, think Medea went to the army. army. I'm going to say Ernest. That's right. Yeah, thank goodness. Okay, so that's one. Again. What's, What's that one? Rides again. Medea rides again or Ernest rides again? Yes. Um, do you know if there's a Medea movie called Medea Rides Again? Okay. My roommate says that it's Ernest. That's right. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> goes to Africa. Oh, oh my God. God. Medea goes to Africa. Or Ernest goes to Africa. <laughs> I feel like Medea goes to Africa. Is too, I, that's too on the nose. I think it's Ernest. That's right. Uh, oh <laughs> do you want me to keep going? Do one more, more, one more. more All right. Um, Family funeral. funeral. (laughs) That's Medea. That's right. You did a great job. (laughs) Yay. Did I do witness? Did I do witness protection? I can't even remember which ones I did. (laughs) You're going to have to listen. All right. Well, very good. Good good game. There's so many good hits like Ernest Scared Stupid. That would have been, been, I wouldn't know if that was a deal or not. Ernest Scared Stupid came out in 1991. Ah. Just a little bit. I was uh, was just a little one. Okay, moving on. Sorry, I just really thought that was worth it. No, that was great. I loved it. Okay. Um,. We, we also, also got, got the infamous, infamous line, line, man, Ramona's just all the hits. hits. How smart can Dennis be? He did drugs. I mean, I he did know. drugs. I know. Oh, that you know what? That's on the next, that was the next time for this one. one. I'm sorry. You can, you can check that out. You can again. talk about it. Okay, so okay. we finally, um, so we're um, in 
into the episode three right now. We're finally at Barbara's clam bake. It looked like they all wanted it to be warm out, and it was, like, windy and cold, which was a crying shame. But at least Barbara says she's going to keep the heat out in the pool. It's very gray. It looks kind of gray and windy. Yeah, it looks very gray, but some of them are wearing sundresses. I it was, like, a 65. I liked Sonia's dress. She said it was from her collection. Yeah. thought it was cool. Yeah, I saw somebody on one of the Facebook groups be like, yeah, actually, this is an Amazon. <laughs> what do you think is more rude? If someone, you know, puts you in a situation where you're going to go to the party, but you kind of, like, your friend's not going, so you don't really want to go, is it better to just blow it off and not go? Or is it better to go and make a quick stop, like, and then leave before you even eat anything? when they bought stuff for the party? Um, I mean, I think that I would still go, and I would probably stay a much more respectable time than these women. What I would do, I wouldn't set a timer that's going to loudly go off during the middle of the party and be like, that's my cue, see ya. Like yeah. that. <laughs> I feel like the timer <laughs> thing was genius. It was genius, but it would have been better if they didn't reveal it. Like, if they didn't have it right. going off in front of people. Like, set a silent alarm or something. Um, Ramona was throwing the shade in the interview. She's like, yeah, I met Barbara, like, ten years ago. But, you know, she's not my kind of woman. She's kind of masculine, and she's kind of rough around the edges. It was, like, a little too obvious. Like, yeah, she has a construction company, but that doesn't mean she's manly. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I mean, I see what Ramona's saying, and she's the kind of person that says whatever she's thinking. Meanwhile, in episode one, Barbara was like, Ramona's met me, like, ten times, and every time she meets me, she acts like she doesn't know who I am. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we saw more of Bethany talking about Dennis's proposal, and she's wearing the ring. Um... Ramona says that she texted her condolences but does not want to go over to Bethany and actually say, I'm so sorry for your loss. Which they've known each other for years. Okay, as someone who um, is awkward around those kinds of situations, like, I don't know about you, but I work at a place where, like, we work with a large amount of people. And if something like a personal tragedy happens and it's not someone that I'm personally close with, it's just someone that like I see in the hallways, I do find it awkward yeah. to bring up like, oh, sorry, your husband died over the weekend. Like, I don't like bringing that stuff up at work because maybe the nature of like working in a place where we have to suppress our emotions because you're not going to fall to pieces like you're in a professional environment, even though you're human. Yeah. Particularly when you're working with young children, like it's okay for them to know that sometimes adults cry. But if someone lost someone close to them, you also don't want like 80 people at work to be coming up with them every five seconds and being like, "Sorry, your husband died." Sorry, your husband died. Like sometimes it's easier to just be distracted yeah. at work and not—they're not, not going to forget about it. But it's easier like if people don't bring it up constantly. So all of that said, right. I consider myself a little bit awkward in those situations because I get, I, I want to say that I get what Ramona's saying, but sometimes it's uncomfortable and you would rather not say it because maybe it feels fake that you're not particularly intimately close with the person. 
All of that aside, I still think she's wrong. I still think it doesn't matter that you send a text message. It's the first time you've seen each other. Just say a five minute, a five second, I'm so sorry. You don't have to say anything else. Like, just acknowledge yeah. it. By not acknowledging it, it's like extremely yeah, insensitive and rude. Yeah, that would definitely come back as a point later of like Ramona never, like Ramona never mentioned Dennis to me. I don't know. Like I have a coworker who just lost a parent and she was out for a little while while obviously there was funeral stuff going on. And I'm a friend of her. She's a friend of mine at work. And I was, I was in the same situation as you of like, I don't want to bring it up while she's finally back at work and like upset her. But of course you want to have, you want to know that people are thinking of you. I think, I mean, ask me again you know, when I go through losing somebody like that, heaven forbid, but like, I, I just went up to my friend at work and kind of just put my hand on her shoulder and said, like, oh, I, like I'm, you know, I was thinking of you. I'm glad to see that you're back. And I felt like you can acknowledge that somebody died without being like, oh, my God, how was the funeral? Are you doing, like, like are you so sad? Like, you can, <laughs> like, you can just be kind about it. And uh, I don't know. Ramona did not, did not do it. So they're not there for a long time. Um, a bunch of stuff happened where, like, Luann tried to confront Ramona. Ramona said, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this at Barbara's Clambic. Whatever. Um, it was just frustrating. Mm. There's still tension there because Ramona's been, you know, trashing Luann and making up lies about Luann, according to Luann and Barbara, like, saying that, Luann's out of control and that she was kicked out of parties and stuff like that. Um, right. Sonia, you know, totally threw Ramona under the bus in the interviews because she was saying, like, Ramona doesn't care about Luann's recovery. Ramona just wants to revel in, like, the fact that Luann's acting like a drunk. And I just want to point out, you know, mm. not that it's a big revelation that Ramona tells lies, but I just want to point out that when they're leaving <clears> – <throat> And Luann uh-huh. puts the pressure on them, which I didn't think was that big of a deal, but Tinsley seemed to think it was a big deal. When Luann's like, um, Barbara bought food for all of you guys. How, how come you're leaving so quickly? Ramona just out and out lies, and it's just like, oh, Sonia said we should leave after an hour. Um, no, Ramona. Like, you were the one in the car that was like, we need to set a timer. I promised Dorinda we would leave after an hour. <laughs> Sonia said we should leave. Sonia okayed it with Barbara. I mean, Barbara. we stayed for, like, 30 minutes, didn't they? I thought the timer was set for 30 minutes. Well, it was, it was supposed 60? to be 30 minutes, and then she was going to make her way over to talk to Barbara about Dorinda. And then in an hour, okay. they were going to leave because they promised Dorinda that they would be back. Meanwhile, Dorinda's like, I'm good. Like, I wanted to watch my shows. I don't know. Um, doggy bag or no? Can you imagine? It's probably like a five-minute drive away, too. Yeah. Doggy bag or no? When you leave, I think there's a difference between leaving someone's house party and taking food versus, like, you bought your entree. You don't want to throw it in the trash. You want to take it home from a restaurant. Yeah. I have such opinions about this whole piece. And I will say, this may come from a self-conscious, like, you know, I think that I have a lot of uh, healthy shame about, like, not eating too much at a party, like, not being the slob that's eating as much as I can shove in my gullet, you know what I mean? As do I, <laughs> as do I. I don't yeah. mind speaking up about little... food, because I don't want to bring attention to the fact that I'm pigging out. Right. I... 
totally understand though, especially when they buy a bunch of food for a party, they don't necessarily want all the leftovers. I think it's totally acceptable that if the host says, make a plate or like I brought pizza, you can take But like Stephanie was saying, a slice of lasagna, sure. A couple of meatballs, fine. When you're shoving open plates of tails into a shopping bag, you have the audacity to be leaving early. It's not even like it's the leftover food. It's the food you haven't eaten yet. That is like street fiat. Like, it's insane. It's insane to me. And I was trying to think, like, I luckily didn't get a lot of the housewife type situations with, with these kinds of events, you know? It's not like my enemy is going to be there that I'm going to get a shouting match with. But as far as just straight up what to do when you're a human being, etiquette. This was, like, I think one of the big, I would, I would venture to say this is a big house etiquette breach. I was thinking back on, like, bad behavior and, like, yeah, Aviva throwing her legs, that's crazy. Uh, you know, Lisa Rinna throwing her wine glass at Kim Richards and, and like throwing at her. Like, that's crazy stuff. But this was just straight up bad etiquette, like ways you should not act at a party. <laughs> I was horrified, and I could see why Tinsley was horrified too. So they decide. Oh, by the way, do you like Tate's chocolate chip cookies? Are you familiar with Tate's from the Hamptons? They're yeah, like, like okay. <clears throat> I've never had the pies, but... I normally like a chewy cookie, but... Yeah, I'm usually a chewy cookie lady, but I will I will eat Tate's, no problem. Okay, so they go back to Ramona's house, and of course Dorinda's like, did they ask about me? Did they ask about me? Of course. Oh, if I was Tinsley, like, I totally understood that Tinsley knew she was being rude and she felt uncomfortable. If I was Tins and I was having fun at the party, I would have just, I would have just been like, I'll catch you later. I'll get a ride home later. Like, I don't know why she had to stick with Sonia and Ramona. Like, why is she letting them dictate her behavior? It's weird. Um, I don't know. She doesn't like to stand up to any, like, I don't know. So, I also love that, like, when... Bethany and Luann and Barbara, it's like, okay, now now the people we hate left, like, we can just act silly, and, like, they're jumping in the pool, and Bethany right. was imitating Ramona's crazy eyes. That was, like, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was pretty hilarious. And it, it was, like, I'm glad somebody acknowledged how ridiculous they were being. Um, so when they did get back to the house, uh, Dorinda was asking, of course, she was like, I barely got to watch an episode of Law and Order when you guys are back. Cool. Um, but we're into this. They're talking about, um, like, me, and somebody mentioned Dennis. And Ramona says something to, to the effect, how smart could Dennis be? I mean, he was on drugs. So Which bad. I was proud to see that it was so bad. Terrible. I was proud to see that both Sonia and Tinsley shut that down immediately. They were like, like, how can you say that? That's insane. And then we're going to try to backpedal by being like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to speak badly of him. Oh. I totally like, was just going to say the exact okay. same thing. Okay, it's like have. she wishes she could edit the whole thing and, like, she wants to, like, create a sound bite where she's going, oh, I'm not going to speak badly about him. Horrible. Horrible. A new low. Um, we have 
a bunch of seeds that go by really quickly, like um, Tinsley's buying a dog sweater for a dog. Uh, Bethany went mm-hmm. down to North Carolina to do charity work. Um, Luann's tooting her horn about how successful her cabaret is and how she has this new apartment on the water. And then mm-hmm. the end of the episode is Sonia's um, magazine party because she did this 10-page spread for Paper Magazine um, promoting these vegan leather bags, which the pictures came right. out gorgeous. Um, they did a flashback to 2014 when um, Sonia was in this Latino magazine. And I have to right. say, uh, it was like Latino show, and you know, back five years ago, Bethany was like, uh, "Is this a real magazine?" Like, um, I have to say that <laughs> she looks better now than she did then. She looks n- younger now than she did then. It's crazy because I was like reviewing the pictures. Not that the pictures were bad, but um, oh. Um, that just reminded me that I was uh, reviewing this episode right before we had the podcast, and I was hanging out with a friend of mine who is a plastic surgery resident, so she's very familiar with the work that women have had done. Um, and she didn't she didn't give any like extensive. Uh, she doesn't watch Housewives, Housewives, but she was asking me. Um, I was asking her about like, you know, which one of them looks best and worst in her opinion, and it came around to. I said, she saw Ramona, and I said, guess how old she is? And my friend said, 62. So even though we talk about how Ramona looks really good, I was surprised to hear that um, my friend got it almost immediately. She saw through the work. But she asked how old Dorinda is, and I was like, guess. She was like, I don't know, like, uh, she said, I think, 45 or 47. And Dorinda is in her 50s. So I thought it was interesting that the person who seems to have probably had the least work done, my friend thought, looked the youngest. Or not the youngest, but the youngest relative to her real age. I still think Ramona looks good, even though she's in her 60s. Yeah, yeah. But she looks she looks great, but I don't think anything ever reverses. Like, you can always tell, I guess. Or at least a trained eye could tell. When they were at um, the speed dating thing and that poor gentleman said that she looked like she was in her 40s and then she tried to make out with him, um, he was probably just blowing smoke up her butt. Mommy was like, she couldn't keep track of the names of any of the housewives and she's like, that one looks really old. And I was like, mom, she's the oldest one. She's in her 60s. And she's like, oh, okay. She's in her 60s. She looks good. Fair. Um, so we see a return of Tinsley's mom, Dale, who was there, and Roberta, the psychic, predicted that Tinsley's going to have two kids, so mazel, mazel to Tins on her maybe one day twins. They'll probably be twins, yeah. because as we know, her quote-unquote babies are frozen, her eggs, that she thinks yeah. are her babies, and they'll probably just... Implant a bunch of them when she's ready to have kids, and she'll have multiples, and she'll be good. Mm-hmm. So Dale can just okay. chill out. Um, yeah, well, I don't think she'll ever chill out, but she can, she can rest assured she's going to be a grandma soon. Um, um, do you subscribe to um, the whole thing that um, 
remember we skipped over like Tinsley said, "Oh, you better you better go out with that guy, Bethany, because someone else will snatch him up." I'm just thinking of Dale and like her southern ways and like courting and stuff. Um, do you think, or do you think that if I a mean, man is really interested in you, on the market. do you think that if a man's really into you though, he'll just wait until you're ready? Um, I mean, Bethany's in a pretty unique situation. I don't know when she's going to be ready. But I wouldn't want somebody not trying to date other people because they're waiting for me to one day be ready for them. Like, you got to, you know, the quest for love is always out there. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. I think there's something to be said for this and eligible actually. You can't wait, you can't wait for him to wait for you to be ready. Like, you can't blame him. Dating other people, and as our mother always says, it's not—it's not like you're picking out curtains. You can go on a date. It's not. It doesn't mean you're getting married to the person. It's true. I thought Dorinda had some very kind words for Bethany. Um, even though you know, I know we probably won't shade for people on this show like Sonia immediately mentioning their heartache and to try to date uh, to yours. I thought that Dorinda. Um, her, her words of advice of, like, you're never going to be able to replace him was, was honest and kind of, like, on the thought, with, you know, with John. Yeah, she was being nice, Dorinda. Um, and then, so we have Bethany and Dorinda talking at the bar. And mm-hmm. Bethany decides that she's going to put the wheels into motion and get the show on the road with Luann and Dorinda just having a conversation because it is awkward when you're at a party and two people are like not talking and giving each other the cold shoulder. Like how many, how long are you going to avoid each other? You know, Mm -hmm. they both, they both are not ready. So they said that like, um, you know, Luann's, got people surrounding her. She's like in the corner over there surrounded by people so that it's like unapproachable. And then Dorinda's at the bar and she's with John. And I just thought that this was Bethany's sweet revenge because when she was having issues with Carol and she would have rather had a private conversation with Carol, Dorinda took it upon herself to Mm -hmm. just be like, when they were in the Berkshires and they were having the murder mystery, remember? She was right. all like, okay, ladies. I don't know exactly what she said, but I'm paraphrasing. But she was just like, okay, let's just get it out in the open. Let's just get it over with. And neither Carol nor Bethany was ready to talk about it. And Dorita just kind of forced their hands. So now Bethany's doing the same thing because she's calling Luann over. And they go back and forth like three times. Luann's like, me, me. You're calling me, and then she runs over, and then Bethany just like disappears, and then you got Dorinda being like, "Oh my God, I'm not ready, I'm not ready." And then (laughs) you got it's so there were so many things that happened within like ten seconds, and then John's like, "Do I have to clean up this mess?" Dot dot dot, and it's like his little call to stupid dry cleaning business. (laughs) Um, And then we get the big to be continued. Uh-oh. So, next time on Roni, we've got episode four, Making Up is Hard to Do. 
So we got the two being continued. It looks like um, we've got the end of Sonia's party. Nothing good happens after midnight. We've got Sonia getting sloppy and making out with some poor woman. Uh, we've got Tinsley and Dale, um, and Tinsley confronting her mother about wearing her ex-husband's new wife's shoe line. We've got Ramona on a disgusting blind date with some baldy who is talking about the pleasures of not being monogamous. And then we've got Luann starting her community service. Um, and then, okay, so we've got um, Bethany, the, the star jewel of this, this episode, it seems like, next week, is that Bethany is going to have a sit-down with Dorinda and Luann once and for all. They look like they kiss and make up, um, but we've got Bethany saying, just own it, that you did heckle, and, you know, she expected you to give her an apology, and Dorinda's just digging in her heels and saying, um, no, not well, bitch. Yeah. yeah. We, we shall, shall see. So, if you want to listen to past episodes of the Rony Recap, you can find us on SoundCloud, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Um, and you'll never miss those. If you want to send us any fan mail or you just want to say hi or keep updated, you can follow us. We are on Facebook. Search for the Rony Recap, R-H-O-N-Y. Or you can find us on and Instagram at Rony underscore Recap. We're also on Twitter at Rony underscore Recap. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.